and welcome to another edition of Fascination on, well, for me, this cloudy, rainy morning, Tuesday, September, oh my God, October, we're in October now, oh my God, 5th. 2021. Yes, it's October now. I can't believe that. Oh my God, September flew right by, didn't it? It really did. It had a, it just to me, it flew by. So, you know, we had a rainy day yesterday here in New York. Um, it's like drizzling now. So hopefully the sun will come out. <clears throat> At least it will come out hopefully tomorrow because I have a outdoor party to go to tomorrow night after career practice. So like this, this week is like a crazy, crazy, crazy week. Uh, oh my God, I, I actually canceled a meeting today because I'm just like, you know what, I'm I'm not in no mood. <laughs> I'm in no mood. Well, like I have my um, my launch for my coffee brand this week. So that's happening Thursday, FYI for people. Um, and I have to mail out there's, there, my samples that people asked for. So if you are interested in samples, you know, let me know and I will, I will lovely, I will lovely, I will love to send you samples. Um, it's not, you know, and you get like a, you get a sample, like, you know, I'll give you two, like two K-Pods if you want K-Pods, or I'll give you enough um, ground coffee, maybe for like three cups. Yeah, if you need ground, like some people use like a French press, so you have to put like actual ground coffee in the French press, um, or whatever coffee maker you use. Um, you can also get the ground and put it in, in your Keurig too, by the way, which is what I do sometimes, like. Instead of using like a K pod, I'll just put the ground coffee in the um in this K cup that you can use for your Keurigs, and it's beautiful. So anyhow, anyhow, yes, cheerleading is in full blossom too. It's, we're in full bloom now here at for cheer, and I just got my schedule done for the winter, so I'm all booked till February. Um, but like not every weekend, thank God. Um, but it's gonna it's gonna come at us quick. I can tell you that much because once, to me, we're in October, so like once Halloween comes, it's like a sprint to like December thirty first. It really is. It's it's it goes so fast. It goes so fast. Um. So yeah. So yesterday, Facebook and Instagram crashed. People panicked. I do have clients that use Facebook and Instagram. So um, I can tell you, though, some of the posts that I had scheduled actually went off without a hitch. Um, I can actually look right now because I'm telling you, if you don't have this app and you have um, business pages on Facebook and Instagram profiles, this app, it's called Business Suite, is the best app to have. I'm telling you right now. All right, so let me look. I'll tell you. Let me see where I can find the schedule. It's always on a wrong thing, calendar. So my stuff is still scheduled on here, even though they had, um, we had a no, crash. So I have things scheduled for today. So let's hope and pray, cross my fingers, that everything goes off without a hitch. Um, and I had to kind of like laugh at like, you know, um, people. I laugh at people. Um... Oh, one of my friends is gonna be has um is gonna have another baby in April. Of course, April the best month ever. Come on, that's when I was born. All right, and June. June's a good month here, but April best month, best month ever. 
Um, anyhow. So Facebook and Instagram crashed. I wonder if it's because Facebook just introduced Reels on Facebook. Now, you can't do it on the desktop. And I'm looking at my tablet. So we get all the social media stuff out of the way first before I took football. Because that's the good stuff, right? I don't see that you can actually do it on um, the tablet. These people are crazy. Um, let me say. Dun, 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 dun. No, you can still do live. Obviously, you can do live video on the tablet, but you can't. Um, you can't do reels. You have to use the app on the iPhone or on your iTouch. I saw it on the iTouch or probably on your Android device. You probably see that there and they also said that they mixed up where you can create one within the timeline um which is stupid just put on the top just put on the top where people write things let them figure it out let them push it anyway i wonder if that's why it crashed because they have so many freaking tools that they're working on and that they're doing at the same time that i think that they could have just like crossed the wrong way and then crashed and the system fell fell through um you know, not not sure, but and also what I noticed this weekend because when I did my um when I did my Sam Donald post on my reel on Instagram before the game on Sunday, I saved it to my camera roll, and usually it says save without audio. It saved with the freaking music this time. I'm like, wow, because you know why? They want you to put the reel from Instagram now on Facebook, and they're allowing it to happen. Thank you. Thank you. So all the reels that I can do, I can show you on Facebook, which is cool. And you can keep that. You can edit it out and get the get the watermark of the Instagram on the bottom off, and you can use it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Which, how awesome is that? Which, actually, this morning after I do this, I'm making my, I have to record um, two TikTok videos. Anyhow. So like that's what I do. So basically, I will re record some content, and then keep the content, and then use it when I need to, which I'm telling you is the smartest thing to do. So if you have time, like 20 minutes or 30 minutes in a day, because you really do need 30 minutes, you really need, eh, you need anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes. You can record a couple videos. Now I am a perfectionist, and I hate how sometimes I look in videos and photos. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I am not the most photogenic person. There are some people that look better in photos than they do in person. And then there are people who look better in person than, than in photos. That is me. <laughs> I am better looking in person than I am on in photos. And I'm also like, but see, and that's also how like young girls feel about their bodies. So Instagram and teens. Instagram's still trying to persuade people that teenagers need Instagram. They don't need social media. My God, no. First of all, Mark Zuckerberg, can you get rid of the fucking assholes on Instagram that have these, like, they're, they're sex porn profiles? Can you get rid of these dumb people? For, I, I'm telling you now. So I said this on the recordings of a fangirl, and if you didn't listen to that, I'm going to tell you here. 
If you're a dumb guy and you see these women, quote unquote women, and they go, and this is what they say. I mean, they literally say things that are so gross. So I'm going to say it, but it's gross. Like in their profile, they say, fuck me. Or they say, watch my first home, home video, home sex video, or watch my threesome or watch this or watch my, you know, the P word, which I'm not going to use the P word that they call the female anatomy watch no i don't want to watch it <laughs> why are you and they they go and they go into all these people's stories constantly i have to like block these dumb fucking assholes and block them and then hide my stories from them because i don't want you online i never clicked on anything and don't ever click so this is why i'm going to say this for all the athletes out there because yeah you guys are just <clears throat> you just radiate this um, don't click on those links. First of all, most definitely about 80% of those are men posing as women to get you to click the link. You go, you may see some porn. Yes, but it's also a virus. They're trying to hack into your computer, into your tablet, into your phone. Why are you going to allow them to do that by clicking the link? Never, ever, ever, ever click the link. I'm telling you that now. And then yes, about 15% of these are girls that are trying to do this shit. I mean, you know, and then we had the whole big thing this summer with OnlyFans because, you know, they didn't want to have sex and porn on there. And they still shouldn't. First of all, these are amateurs. You want to pay an amateur to watch her do something to her private area? Okay, sure. I mean, you're that? That's disgusting, first of all. First of all, that to me, these women who do this kind of stuff have no self-worth or no self-respect for themselves. That's what you're doing. You're showing that you have no self-worth and no self-esteem and you don't have self-love. That you have to go out and make a sex video. That's an amateurish video, by the way. So it's not, it doesn't look good, right? It's not edited. I'm just FYI. Um, to make money. I don't want to hear, well, this is how I have to make money. Do you not see that everybody's asking to hire people? I know hard work is, is terrible for some of you. God forbid you actually have to work for your money. No, I think anybody that does sex for money in that type of fashion, you are disgusting. You are a disgusting human being. And the men who watch these dumb fucking videos, you're disgusting too. Sorry, but not sorry. Have some self-worth. And what about, if you're a guy, would you like your daughter or your sister or your mother or your cousin or your aunt or your best friend's sister doing this kind of shit? Think about that when you're watching the video. That could be your daughter. Would you want some disgusting creep watching your daughter perform a sex video? for guys for money. Just think about that. Come on. Ridiculous. And it's gross and it should not be on Instagram. And we're going to have we're going to have Mark Zuckerberg wants to create an Instagram for teens. These people are going to find ways to get on that app. They can't even get rid of them now. You think you're going to get rid of them with the kids? Please stop. Oh. Horrible. So Anyhow, so speaking of Instagram, so Jordan Palmer posted a picture of his son who is now potty trained. 
I'm going to say this now, as somebody who has been in the profession for a very long time, <laughs> I was in the profession for a very long time, and I have, and I taught kids to be potty trained. I, I literally potty trained a thousand children. And I'm not kidding about that number. That number is accurate. I know how to potty train children. Never, ever put pictures of your kid potty training or congratulating him with a little potty on social media. Have you ever heard the term cyberbullying? Well, when your kid who's three now becomes 10 and has access to the internet because they need to use the internet for school and his friends find your fucking little picture, your kid's gonna get bullied. Your kid's gonna get made fun of because you thought it was cute putting a picture of your kid with the diaper on his head or the underwear on his head or his butt showing or him sitting on a little potty or, or what Jordan Palmer put with his kid making like, you know, the muscle and putting the little foot on the little potty. That picture's cute. I'm not gonna say it's not, but share that with your friends. Don't share that with the world. It's too late now. It's online. Even if you deleted it, it's okay. It's, it's on there. There are ways of finding pictures. See, this is the whole thing. When I tell you that athletes do not understand social media, they do this shit. They put things on there and then they go, whoops, and then they take it off. A, people already screenshot it. Two, B, it's already in the system. Just because you take down a post doesn't mean it's gone forever. Now, if Twitter suspends you or you delete your Twitter account, things are not going to be easily found, like tweet-wise. But your, your media is still going to be found. That's what I keep telling you athletes out here. Know what you're posting. Think before you post it. I think it's great that he's potty trained. It's a big step for a kid. Congratulations to him, but don't post that stuff. If you're going to do anything, just put it in your story. That's the kind of stuff that goes in your story that disappears and then nobody can really, well, I mean, they can still take a screenshot of it, but nobody's going to be able to find it unless somebody else posts it. And you know what else happens? People make memes out of that stuff. Jordan, what the hell were you thinking? Well, obviously you weren't. So now we'll go talking to the football segment of my show. So Zach Wilson, we'll start with him. He made a really, really awesome pass. Now he noticed that there was no safety that was out there next to um, covering covering Corey Davis, and he he had he threw a deep ball that wasn't even his best throw, by the way, but he threw a deep ball to Davis, which was a great catch for a touchdown. So is he coming around? I don't know. But I'm going to say this to Jets fans. You played the Tennessee Titans without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Two of the big weapons that Tannehill has were out. So you knew that they were going to go to Henry for the running game. You knew that up front. And you'll won because they missed the field goal. 
then I have to hear the people, this woman, this girl, I don't even know who she is, I'll just say girl, girl, in one of the Jets fan, you know, um, fan groups on Facebook, oh, don't dissect the game, who the hell are you to tell people not to dissect the game, or just accept the win, no, first of all, the defense played their ass off, the Jets defense, kudos to you, you guys played great, we can't dissect them, I can't dissect the Quincy brothers, the Quincy uh, brothers, The Williams brothers, actually, not well, Quincy and Quinton. We can't dissect. But that's the best part of watching football is dissecting the game. And then getting to see, well, okay, if they did this, here's what they did here. But look, if they did this here, this would work. Or look what they did here. That's the best part. So, and then, of course, we had Tom Brady and his records record-setting Sunday night. He has now, he's like, I think he's the third quarterback to have defeated all 32 teams. But let's just be real. He would have lost that game if they if, because of the field goal. I can't believe he missed that field goal. Again, it's a win, yes, you'll take it. But Tom didn't beat the Patriots. The Patriots beat themselves. Mac Jones played really good. I thought he played good. You know, and of course, you know, Kansas City looked looked super as usual. You know, Patrick Mahomes looks like his usual self. And I'm going to say this, for all you people who kept saying, oh, the Eagles look like a contender. Do they really look like a contender? The Eagles don't look like a contender at all. And that's who Sam Donald's facing and the Panthers are facing this week now. The Eagles. This is a must win for you guys, by the way. This is a must win for the Panthers. You have to win this game. No question. No question. And I know you're out. You're, you're not with you're out. You, you don't have CMC, but still, you have to win. And Sam, first of all, Sam created his own. He made his own history, by the way. For all you Sam Darnold haters out there. Ha ha. Ha ha. He created history himself. He, I will read what the history is. Why do I have this? Um, so he etched his name. Sam Darnold etched his name in a number of records after rushing for two touchdowns and throwing for 301 yards with two touchdowns and two. Uh, obviously, he had two interceptions, which I'm going to talk about in a minute because one of them did not look like he threw that. Um, he became the first quarterback in the Super Bowl era with five rushing touchdowns in the first four games of a season. He also set a franchise record with his third consecutive 300-yard passing game. His performance marked the fourth time in team history that a quarterback rushed for two scores and threw for two more. The only, and I will say this, Cam Newton did it three times. Way to go, Sam, Mr. Hot Stuff. He is, oh, he's a badass on a mission, y'all. Mm-mm-mm. Badass on a mission. That's my Sam. Look at him go. And then somebody posts, I think Carolina won the trade. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you think they won the trade? I think they won the trade. The Jets look like losers, as usual. 
Carolina looks like they got their franchise quarterback. I've been saying he's a franchise quarterback for I don't know how long. Now, because he's got the tools, he's got the coach, he's got the team that's going to help him be successful himself. He's got the talent already. We all knew he had talent. We all knew Sam had ability. Now you're going to see it. Now you actually are seeing it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, Sam, by the way, by the way, Sam, I will see you play the Giants October 24th at MetLife. I am going to that game. I just got my tickets, like, last night. Got to make sure, like, my schedule and everything. But, no, no, I'll be there. My best friend's coming with me. So I'm actually, like, teaching her football on that Sunday. That's going to be fun. Oh, teaching her football. She goes, well, I'm not really, no, I really don't know football. I'm like, I know. I know you don't know football. But this will help. This will help her because, like, she's dating this guy that, like, loves football. So, hello to him. You're welcome. Okay. Anyway. Um, what was I going to tell you? Oh, yes. So, here we go. Um, so, yes, one of the... One of the passes that Sam made that he was going to make to Robbie Anderson. I think, I think Robbie, honey, I think you ran the wrong route. Maybe you were supposed to run a skinny post. I'm not sure if that's what the, what the call of the play was. It looked like a skinny post to me. It also looked like the same play that the Jets had against Dallas. When, when Sam Donald came back from mono that game against Dallas and he threw that 80-yard touchdown reception to Robbie Anderson. I swear to you, that's what it looked like that they were trying to do. But I think instead of running right, he ran left. And then the two defenders who were double-teaming Robbie, because I got into arguments with some Panthers fans, why are they not double-teaming him? Yes, they are. Did you not notice that the defense on the opposing team is double teaming Robbie because they know that Sam has chemistry with him. Meanwhile, they're not leaving DJ Moore open, but he's more open to make those awesome catches that DJ Moore can make. So, and they have chemistry. So luckily he's got great wide receivers. And I will say this trouble is a good, is a good enough tight end, even though he had chemistry with Arnold. I still think the trade was good. Because you definitely, like I said, the reason that Tom Brady won last year is quite simple. You had a team on both sides of the ball. You can't just win on the offensive side and not the defensive side. You can't just win on the defensive side and not the offensive side. You have to have both sides, all 11 players on both sides of the ball, playing at the same level at the same time. You cannot win in, in the NFL if you do not. You need to have both clicking and, all, and, and be an all-cylinders go at the same time. And that's what the Panthers look like. They look like a contender. Now, when CMC gets back, it's going to be a little bit easier. But you also, I'm going to say this, even though he's an elite running back and Sam needs him, he can't just rely on him to win games. You have to be, and, and to people who are like, oh, look, Sam Donald's back, his old self. No, his old self is not back. Shut the fuck up. Sam did not look like he was forcing throws like he did when he was with the Jets because he has people to throw to here. Back when he was with the Jets, he had nobody. 
And I want to say he had Jameson Crowder. Yeah, okay. He had Crowder, sure. Perryman sucked. All the other wide receivers sucked. The tight end sucked. Now, if the Panthers can just fix the offensive line a little bit, guys, you have to do your job on the offensive line. Like I barked last week at the Jets' offensive line. I'm going to bark at you. Fucking protect Sam, please. Can you give him some time to throw the ball? Do not make him feel rushed. Now, he can run. We all see that Sam has legs. He's great at running. But he should be able to be protected in the pocket just enough so he can make a good throw and see the entire field and not be rushed to throw the ball. Do your fucking job. Anyhow, so we'll see. And then, of course, the Raiders last night lost. Denver Broncos lost. And I have to say, okay, that hit helmet to helmet on Teddy Bridgewater. Hello, refs, where the fuck are you? You're supposed to be, be protecting the quarterbacks. And then some guy on Twitter goes, uh, it wasn't helmet to helmet. Yes, it was. It was, it was the chin strap. That's part of the helmet. He hit him on the chin, but that, on that part of the helmet. He hit him. Where the hell are you? What are you looking at? Ay, ay, ay. So we're in week five already? Wow. Week five. Let's see. What? So... Okay, let's see what we're going to do this week. So it's fantasy football week. We'll talk about that, and then I'll go through something else, All right? So if you need to pick up guys off the wire, like, first of all, Yahoo Sports suck. I have to fix that. I'm the commissioner. <laughs> I better fix the waiver wire because it's, it's, too, it's too long. Anyway, um, you know, what do I think? Um, I just want to see who I have written down. Because I wrote down some things. So let's see. Um, quarterbacks. You can pick up Trey Lance. In the beginning, is this the beginning? I don't know. He left the game because Jimmy Garoppolo left the game on Sunday with a calf injury. And Lance stepped in to complete 14 of 23 passes for 165 yards and a score. Who knows? This may be the beginning of the Trey Lance era. We don't know. But I'd pick him up. Um, Taylor Heineke, Heineke from the Washington football team. I'd pick him up. He's a stud. Okay. For the fantasy football, he's a stud for you guys. In Sunday's game, he completed 23 of 33 passes for 290 yards and three scores, while adding another 43 on the ground. I'd pick him up. We saw with the Saints, Tamison Hill. Stash him now if you're in a flex league. I mean, they're using him in the red zone packages. We can all see that. Get him now. Running backs. Um, Damian Williams from Chicago. 
I'd get him. Jeremy McNichols from Tennessee. In the absence of Julio, Julio Jones and, and A.J. Brown, it was Nicholas McNichols who saw the most targets on Sunday's loss to the Jets. He, had a, he was targeted 12 times, and he secured eight of those targets for 74 yards while adding 11 yards on the ground in his single rushing attempt. I'd pick him up. Wide receivers, I would pick up Darnell Mooney from Chicago. He looks like the number one target right now in Chicago. It's not Robinson. <laughs> surprise, surprise, all you Jets fans who wanted Robinson. I'd pick up Jamison Crowder, too. You know, he... he he had nine targets, he caught seven, he had 61 yards, and he also scored. So, I'd pick him up. I'd pick up um, Raymond from Detroit. Um, you know, this week he lost his first career two-touchdown game. Who knows? I think he's a good pickup. And let's do tight ends. Well, Dalton Schultz of Dallas. Um, he's become, you know, Dak Prescott's favorite target. Uh, and he also played the same amount of snaps as C.D. Lamb and saw the most team targets, which he turned into six catches for 58 yards and a score. I'd pick him up. And I'd also pick up the tight end on Philadelphia, Zach Erst. I can't even say your last name, Zach. E-R-T-Z. Sorry, I'm bad with last names. But he's seen 15 targets across the past two games, which turned into 113 total yards and a score. Hello, Panthers. Maybe you should be making um, defensive plays to block him from making those catches if he's been targeted 15 times across two games. And he's already had 113 yards and a score. I don't know, but hello, he's one of their favorite targets. Defenses, the Cowboys were a good pick up. The Cowboys were a good pick up if you can pick up somebody. It's a good matchup with the Giants this week. So Giants offense, Dallas defense, hello. I think, I think that is a good idea. Who should, who should we get rid of? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm still, I'm still like debating like who to sit on and stuff. Um, like, okay. Well, Monday Night Football is going to be um, Justin Herbert at the Saints. Hmm. I would start Justin. If you don't have Justin, I would definitely have him. Um, we'll see. But... You know, we'll see. Mm. 
I'm just trying to look to see. Sidem and stardom. What do I want? Like, I'm looking at mine. So hold on a minute. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Let's see. I think you should start Sam Darnold against Philadelphia. Is but I'm not good. I like I've said many times. I really think Sam, I hurt you when you were on the Jets because I feel so I feel so superstitious. So I have not had Sam on my team. He's not even on my bench. I'm gonna put that way. So every time for the last three seasons, I pick Sam Darnold as my quarterback whether my backup quarterback or my starter for my fantasy teams, he did lousy. I am not having him this year so he can continue his great year. But I'm telling you out there, if you want to pick up a quarterback, pick up Sam Donald. Um, um, Donald has thrown for at least 279 yards in every game. He eclipsed 300 yards in three straight. He has, um, although he has only five passing touchdowns, he's also had five rushing scores. He, in week five right now, he gets the Eagles defense that just surrendered to um, Patrick Mahomes. While Donald is no Mahomes, obviously, Philadelphia has proven incapable of stopping better offenses. At this point, it's fair to classify the Panthers as one of the better offenses in the NFL. Hello, Sam's getting credit. I was just reading this. I was like, yes. So I think you should definitely start Sam Donald if you don't have him. If you have him, pick him up. If you don't have him, pick him up. If you have him, keep him. Sit Baker Mayfield. That's who I would sit as the quarterback. Through the first three weeks, the, the Los Angeles Chargers have allowed the seventh fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield Mayfield has barely been a QB2 in fantasy. He's averaging just 233 yards passing per game and has only thrown for two touchdown passes. Mayfield lacks the passing volume, weapons, or matchups to warrant being in a fantasy lineup this week. He is not that, so sit him. Sit him. Running backs, I would start um, Patterson from the, Atlanta, from the Atlanta Falcons who are facing the New York Jets. Although Patterson is still playing just 30% of his offensive snaps, he's touched the ball 11 to 13 times per game. The Jets have contained opposing wide receivers, but they struggle against running backs, which is true. So put him in. And sit um, Miles Gaston of the Miami Dolphins. Um, <laughs> he has just played 12 snap against the Colts. He's reduced usage isn't enough reason to fade him, but you are going against a pass um, offense. They're playing. They're playing the. Um, they're playing the Buccaneers. So the Dolphins in Week Five play the Buccaneers, who are a pass funnel defense. Tampa Bay allowed fewer than twenty fantasy points per opponent. So sit them. Um, and then I think the only other tight end. Oh wait, and then I would sit. Let me see the wide receivers. Who are they? Emmanuel Sanders. Buffalo Bills versus Kansas City. Sit him. Emmanuel Sanders is clearly the wide receiver, too, for the Bills. His usage has been incredibly consistent so far. He's been targeted exactly six times in three straight games and has eight targets in week one. He He's posting reliable weekly 
wide receiver three numbers. This game will untouchably have the highest over-under of the week. The Chiefs have allowed 40 fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. They just gave up 122 yards on seven receptions to Devonna Smith, who drafted, who should have been drafted by somebody else. Just throwing that out there, <clears throat> Jets. Josh Allen will lean on Diggs and Sanders in the Buffalo's pass game first offense in an effort to outdo Patrick Mahomes. Oh, start him, not sit him. So start him. Don't sit him. Start him. I'm like, wait a minute. I just... Yeah, okay, yeah. I was like, wait, start him. Because I can definitely see that happening. So, I mean, okay, there's my fantasy teams. All right, now... Let's look at the standings. Okay. Here's the standings. The Bills are in first place with a 3-1 record. Everybody else in that division is 1-3. The Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders are all tied for first with a 3-1 record. The Chiefs are 2-2. Two two. The Bengals, the Ravens, the Browns are all 3-1. They're tied for first. The Steelers are 1-3. The Titans... Are two and two in first place. Then you have the Texans and Colts at one and three, and the poor little Jaguars are 0 and 4. I think they're going to win a game eventually. The Cowboys are in first place, three and one. Then the Washington team is two and two, and then you have the Eagles and Giants who are tied for third at one and three. The Cardinals are the only 0 and 4 team, um, 4 and 0 team left. They're in first. Then you have the Rams at three and one, the Seahawks two and two, at the 49ers two and two. You have the Packers at three and one. The Bears are two and two. The Vikings are one and three, and the Lions still haven't won a game either. They're zero and four. You have the Buccaneers and the Panthers tied for first with three and one. The Saints are two and two, and the Falcons are one and three. And the Falcons and Jets play in London this week. FYI, it's important to know that. So the only undefeated team is the Cardinals. The teams that have not won a game yet are the Lions at 0-4 and, and the Jaguars at 0-4. Look for that this weekend. We'll see what happens. And tomorrow is Wednesday. So tomorrow, tune in on Facebook, live streaming the Sassy Show. If not, if Facebook crashes again, I can live stream it on my YouTube channel. So just look for the YouTube links now and get them and subscribe. Maybe I'll put them out. I'll put my YouTube links out so people can have my YouTube. And maybe I'll, li I'll, I'll live stream it live on YouTube. Um, that's tomorrow. At, um, I'm going to do it 12.30 tomorrow. 12.30. So lunchtime. Or maybe I'll do it at 1 o'clock. Forget that. 1 o'clock tomorrow. I'm not doing it at 12. I'm going to do it at 1 o'clock. I just didn't my schedule. 1 o'clock tomorrow, the Sassy Show. Live streaming it on Facebook. And if Facebook crashes, it's on YouTube. And then comes the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm. And why do I have a really steamy show for you on Friday? Mm -mm -mm. Friday is a must listen. It will be a free episode. It will be a free episode, episode four. And then we're gonna then I'm going to give you reasons why you should subscribe because I got some really juicy stuff that I'm only going to give to subscribers. Juicy, juicy, juicy. Mm-mm-mm. Um, but I think I'm going to do five free and then we, we move on from there. Um, and that's about it. So I will see you tomorrow, literally see you tomorrow for the Southie show.
and then Friday is the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm. Juicy show for you on Friday. Mm, 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 mm. And it's football Friday too. So we'll, we shall discuss. Have a great day, everybody.